0: Hi, I'm Bethany Godso, the Associate Vice President for Career and Leadership Development at the NYU Wasserman Center, and this is All in a Day's Work, the podcast we've created for you. The NYU network is expansive, and each member of our community has an array of unique experiences. All in a Day's Work will bring you episodes featuring members of the NYU community doing interesting work and navigating the professional world. We're excited to share their stories with you. We hope you enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to All in a Day's Work. I'm Diana Mendez, your host for this episode. And today we're talking with Tiffany Nelson. Tiffany, thank you so much for being on our episode today. Thank you for having me, Diana. I appreciate it. Tiffany, I know you worked for a few years after graduating high school before you decided to take the leap and earn your bachelor's degree. Can you talk about what you did during those years? What inspired you to return to school and why you studied at NYU? Right
2: after high school, I couldn't figure out what to do. And I took some time off. I ended up working for an electrical contracting company that I went into as a three-day temp just to check it out and see what I liked about the company, if it was a good fit. And I ended up staying for 10 years. And it was a job that was interesting. I worked as the office manager and accounts manager. I learned about business. I learned how to manage an operation that had multiple sites. I learned about really refining my human resources skills, really learning a lot about employee development. But I knew that I needed to get some more skills. And while you have been a school that I had looked at when I was in high school and I applied and was accepted in high school, it took me about 15 years to return, but I did it and I'm glad that I did.
1: Tell us a little bit about what was it like starting college a little later than your peers? Did you have any concerns when you were starting? And if so, how did the reality match your expectations?
2: That's such a great question. You know, I think I was a bit insecure and nervous, but I think one thing that I was really sure about was I knew the community, I knew of the NYU community, and I knew that whatever resources were there for a fresh-faced high school graduate, those were the same resources that were available to me.
1: Uh, a lot of students right now and alumni are dealing with an unstable job market because of the coronavirus. So thinking about your own career change, what advice do you have to offer to people who might be struggling with figuring out or what to do next with their careers?
2: I think NYU really taught me about being curious, to be curious about things that I might not, might not usually consider. And with the programming that was available at NYU, I just tried everything. Every seminar that was offered, every class, anything that was offered, I checked it out. And I think that right now, people get to be curious, maybe about things that haven't been their first or even their second career choices. They get to look at things that that they hadn't considered. This is a great time to be introspective. And while the introspection may not be it's forced basically because we are in a situation that's out of our control. That doesn't mean that there aren't benefits to be found in those situations. I think during this time, it's a great opportunity to learn more about our family and our friends to really develop and cultivate relationships. These relationships won't only sustain us during a difficult time. The relationships are strengthened for when times are a lot easier. Also, developing relationship skills personally translates so easily to developing professional relationship skills.
1: Mm -hmm. Great. I love that theme of leaning into that curiosity to to find new opportunities. So I know you mentioned mentorship. And so I know you're somebody who's engaged in mentorship as both a mentor and a mentee. So what do you think is the role of, of mentors in your career so far?
2: I think that mentors have really supported me not only in finding a new role, but they've supported me in whatever role I'm working in. I think that when you find a good mentor, that that mentor can really help you make decisions and help you look at things in a completely different way. As a mentee, I've had the experience of Having mentors who I developed personal relationships with, who I can call on if I need something, or who I can support. I always love to support the mentors that are in my life. You know, how can I contribute? How can I bring value? To them, And I think this relationship is a relationship that gets to really be cultivated for my professional life as well. Going forward, I get to be a mentor to someone. I get to mentor people who are interested in human resources, human capital, who are interested in diversity, equity and inclusion. And it's a great, you know, it's a great opportunity for for both of us.
1: And how have you been able to keep those relationships going, especially if it's something that's more formal, maybe in just
2: a year? How have you been able to remain connected? Network, network, network and social media. I love that we have these tools available. I get to keep track of what's happening, what my mentors are looking at, what they're doing, what they're up to. Diana, even you, I get to see what you're up to because I follow you on social media. Unfortunately, right now we're in a time where we can't meet in person, but I I think that I feel comfortable calling my mentor and saying, any of my mentors and saying, hey, can we grab coffee via Zoom for 20 minutes on Thursday afternoon? So I think just adding value to your mentor's life finding ways to constantly connect and stay connected, and also being curious about what your mentor is into. Those are all great ways to continue the mentor-mentee relationship.
1: That's really great advice. I want to add another layer to the mentorship relationship. So as a woman of color, how important do you think seeking mentorship
2: relationships has been in your career? So for me right now, I'm thinking about in my own community, how part of my responsibility is to educate and really just be a space for younger Black women who are interested in shattering the glass ceiling that has been cast over them by systemic racism. I am interested in showing young black women that they can travel the world, that they can have the career or the second career or the third career of their dreams because they don't only have to have one dream. Also, I believe that if mentorship, if it's not happening now, there's so many traditions of various cultures that are that'll be lost if we're not really looking closely at mentor mentee relationships. Right? And also, it doesn't have to be, you know, professional. We can also talk about mentor relationships with within families. You know, it might be getting the recipe from an older aunt. It might be learning something that your great grandfather did that only one cousin knows about. I think those relationships are important as well.
0: We'll be right back to our episode after this quick tip from Miriam Miller. Here at Wasserman we read a lot of resumes. I know I've read thousands of them and what I can tell you is that there are definitely some specific things that you can do to make your resume stronger that don't include getting new types of experience but just reframing the existing experience that you actually already have. One of the ways that you can do that is really by enhancing your resume bullets. At a very basic level, what you're trying to do with your resume bullets is you're trying to explain to your reader how you have the skills relevant for a specific job. So for example, you're trying to identify what are the major skills that this type of organization is looking for. Are they analytical skills? Are they communication skills? Are they team skills? You're trying to identify what matters to them and then frame your experience in ways that will address that properly. In bullet points, you always want to begin with an action verb and you want those action verbs to be similar to the field and what it is that they're looking for. So for example, if you were going into consulting, you might find that it was really helpful to include bullet points about presentation skills, communication skills, research skills. And so you'd want to use those types of words to convey your specific relevance to the role. The other thing that you want to include is context. So not just what specific skill you have, but in what way you demonstrated that. Did you present specific research to an audience of 10? Did you communicate with clients about something? And then as much as possible, you also want to try to quantify any tangible achievements that you might have. It could be that you ran an event and how many people came to it or that you increased efficiency by a certain percentage. What that will help do ultimately is explain to your reader why it is that what you did was important and why it had a major impact. And that's really how you can create effective bullet points and reframe your experiences to make yourself a more desirable candidate. And now, back to the episode.
1: I want to move forward a little bit to the future, what you're doing currently as an alum. You work at Tiffany's. Can you talk a little bit about how you landed your current role?
2: What kind of work you do there and what a typical day looks like. So I'm at Tiffany's, I work in customer service. I'm also I do a lot of work around diversity with our talent teams for Tiffany. And presently I'm starting to lead talks around social issues such as Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. I lead them both online and at the flagship store, the Fifth Avenue store, which is our most iconic location for Tiffany's and Company. And I landed there working at Tiffany's as a seasonal, as a seasonal position. So it's been the perfect, the absolute perfect pivot. It has been. So I'm I'm helping people as a customer facing employee, but I'm also supporting employees in their development and in their growth. I wanna sort of touch
1: on the ERGs or employee resource groups. Can you maybe describe what that really means as, as maybe people of color or other marginalized identities enter the workplace? How do they work and how can they take advantage of them?
2: So employee resource groups are resources that are put in place by companies to really support identity within the culture of the company. So for Tiffany & Company, we have employee resource groups that are about African-Americans or Latinx. We have employee resource groups for working parents. We have resource groups for single parents, for people that are disabled. And I think that these employee resource groups provide a space where employees who identify being any of these things, or or if they are allies and are re- really want to be in the work with their colleagues around issues that directly affect their colleagues, that this is the, the employee resource group is a great place to do that. Employee resource groups support culture that in a way that really teaches the entire company. I get to participate in employee resource group and I get to impact the community. Tiffany's has made it in a way that we get to impact the community. I think that if people have the opportunity to work with their company, their organization's employee resource group, it's a great way to connect, to network. It's a great way to have access to more resources. Also, I think that if your company doesn't have it, it's a great place for you to fill that void. It's a great place to add value by saying, hey, maybe I should start an employee resource group. Great. Thank you. And it's
1: great to hear that new employees can also create an ERG. It doesn't have to be static or what's offered at the company. And so a little bit about your life after graduation. So you mentioned the Violent Network, but how do you recommend it? Like, what are other ways that recent alumni can keep connections to the university after graduation?
2: So I love the Violent Network. I love that that's a great way to put up your profile, tell a little bit about yourself and that people have the opportunity to reach out to you and you get to stay connected. I love being a part of the Black alumni community, the alumni groups operate almost exactly the way employee resource groups operate and that we are working with employees and the alumni groups are working with the alumni. But there's also that intersectionality where a Latinx employee or a Latinx alum get to support a LGBTQ alum or employee. It's basically the same concept. Another way is Wasserman always has activities and workshops and webinars, and there's so many resources available to alumni. Alumni Weekend, you know, typically held in October is always a great way that if you haven't been connected to get back to being connected.
1: Great, I mean, we love to have you as part of our community still at Wasserman and beyond. So Tiffany, to close out, do you have any last advice on how students and alumni can thrive during
2: difficult situations? So I think the one takeaway that I would suggest is to really remain curious and to be empathetic. During my career at NYU, we experienced Hurricane Sandy and that affected New York in such a major way. Knowing and being comforted that I was a part of a community that was ready to respond, whether the issue affected us directly or not, was just such a beautiful thing. So I would say really exploring, being curious, and just remaining empathetic have been the two things that have supported me most. They have been the things that I developed the most at NYU, and they continue to support me both professionally and personally. Fantastic. Well, Tiffany, we
1: are so glad that you were able to be with us. Thank you for your time, your expertise, and your enthusiasm uh, as an NYU alumna. We hope to see more of you in the future. Thank you.
2: Diana, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this.
0: If you want to learn more about the services that are offered at the Wasserman Center, you can log onto our career portal, Handshake, through your NYU homepage. Today's episode was hosted by Diana Mendez, with episode guest Tiffany Nelson. We're produced by Miriam Miller and Lily Smith, edited by Lily Smith, and created with support from Nia Beresford, Daniel Crystal, Dana Rosa, Haley Garifello, Joseph Mercadante, Carrie Pannoni, and Sarah Rosenthal. That's all in a day's work. Thanks for listening.